through the Bill Gates Foundation and all of the different um, organizations and um, things that he funds and how all of these things have fit together um, very conveniently for Bill Gates' agenda to um, move the world and push the world um, into uh, uh, the Great Reset. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Um, we got John... Elliot here. What's up? Well, the music just ended, my brother, so I hope you can hear me better now. Um, and I do have to get a good mix on the, the music and when I'm talking. So I'll just keep giving me feedback on that as the live streams continue. Um, remember that I'm doing all this. Um, I'm a one man shop here. So every camera change, every sound effect, every screen share, everything like that I'm doing myself. So if something goes wrong, it's just because I only have two hands and I'm figuring this out as we go along. So thank you for your patience. Um, what's up, Karina? Um, so could you guys not hear me at all? Or was I just really down low kind of fighting with the music and the music was too loud? Or was I muted and you couldn't hear anything? Um, let me know about that. So we're still not uh, streaming on YouTube, I am going to try and reload this um, page on Restream, and hopefully that's not uh, going to unplug everyone. That might have just unplugged everyone. So let's see what happens here. We should be able to relaunch. Yep, I think we're going to reconnect. Now let me know if you got bounced off there for a minute, because... Um, there are some technical difficulties here. So it looks to me like I have um, <laughs> I have refused to bow down and kiss the ring of Baphomet and the YouTube um, Satanists. So that's probably why we're not um, streaming on YouTube. So live streaming is going to become an issue the more I go forward with this. But hopefully today um, they can chalk this up to me just looking at all of the information about Bill Gates. And um, as a matter of fact, let me play this bumper for you because today, since we're going to do everything Bill Gates with Bill Gates in the center, um, I think is a good time to formally introduce this segment that I'm calling The Information with Evan J. All right, so today we're gonna to look into the Bill Gates funding scenario. And um, hey, what's up, Diggs? What is up? <laughs> Thanks for coming here. Thanks for being here. Who is Diggs, by the way? Um, you sent me a private message. So today I'm going into Bill Gates, okay? The first thing we're gonna do is look at this. Um, let me get onto this other screen here. And that's what we're gonna look at. So we're looking at this chart. I'm gonna start right up at the top with the WHO and I'm gonna go around the clock kind of clockwise. And in each one of these things where it shows that Bill Gates has given significant sums of money through the Gates Foundation, I'm going to then open up some tabs on um, the internet and just kind of look at how his money is going to use in terms of the agenda to push us to the Great Reset. So 
Now, the Great Reset, if um, probably everyone watching this knows what this is, we've been talking about this for a long time, and we're actively called a conspiracy theorist, um, talking about Bill Gates and the Global Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset, um, until <laughs> the middle of this COVID scandemic when Klaus Schwab decided to release his book on Amazon called The Great Reset. And um, kind of that's what led to the memes that were going around the other day that this week was a um, apologize to your conspiracy theorist friend week. Um, and so I thank all of you in advance. Not you guys that are watching me, you've been with me since the beginning. So the first thing I'm looking at here is Bill Gates spending $4.3 billion for the World Health Organization. Now, okay, this chart, is gonna be all about COVID and all about the scamdemic and all about vaccines and all about the things that are getting me banned and channel struck from YouTube. So, um, you know, let's just see what it is. So what I'm doing here is, of course, I believe that vaccines are safe and effective. You know what I mean? Of course, I believe that. I mean, I'd run and get every vaccine when it comes out immediately, and I'm the first one in line. Um, so, you know, of course, I'm not criticizing um, any kind of vaccine safety issue here or anything. Um, so, you know, hopefully I won't get censored here. But let's look at the WHO. The first thing about the WHO that caught my eye and this was back at the beginning of the scamdemic, I mean the pandemic, where um, the first country to actually step up and say that they had been able to control and contain the virus when the rest of the world was freaking out um, was Taiwan. And so, of course, Taiwan is not recognized by China as even being a country. And everyone who takes money from China or does business in China um, or politics in China has to pretend that Taiwan isn't really a country. So when people um, talk about Taiwan, it's a very interesting um, phenomenon what happens when China's stooges and their bitches are asked about Taiwan. So here in this video, I wanna show you um, a clip here early on of a news reporter in Taiwan interviewing um, one of the senior members of the WHO. Um, this was in March 29th, 9th, uh, 2020, right at the outset, basically, of this pandemic. Okay, so here is the question about Taiwan wanting to come into the WHO because the WHO will uh, not accept Taiwan because China um, controls the WHO. They're not really a health organization. They're China's bitch. So here, check it out. Would the WHO consider Taiwan's membership? Hello? We, with the, with the, sorry, I can't hear. You. I couldn't hear your question. Okay, yeah. Let me let, let me let me repeat the question. No, so, that's okay. Let, let's move to another one then. Right, because because I'm I'm actually curious on talking about Taiwan as well on Taiwan's case. <laughs> okay, so 
Um, we decided to give Dr. Alward another call to follow oh, up. Oh, they called him to follow up. And I just want to see if you can comment a bit on how Taiwan has done so far in terms of containing the virus. Well, we've, we've already talked about China. And, um, you know, when you look across all the different areas of, uh, of China, they've actually all done quite a good job. So with that, I'd like to thank you very much for inviting us to participate. And, uh, and good luck as you go forward with the battle in Hong Kong. Wow, right? <laughs> so, okay, so that is the WHO refusing to even acknowledge that Taiwan is a country. And then when, when pressed, after first he pretends that he can't hear the question, then he says, no, don't bother asking me again, even though I couldn't hear you. And then he cuts off the call, so they call him back. And then he proceeds to talk about Taiwan as if it's just an area of China. Okay, so um, let's go back to this slide here. And um, here, can I pop in here? Yeah, no, you guys can see it better. So if you spent $4.3 billion and you spent that at the WHO um, and the WHO is doing China's bidding, um, just very interesting, right? So let's keep going around the dial. Um, and hey, Paulo, what's up? So it's true. He doesn't even answer. And he pretends that he can't even hear. And then he cuts it off. I mean, it's not even transparent. It's not even, um, they don't even try. So, um, and exactly, Karina, like you can't even handle, you can't believe that this is real. So we're just getting started. Let's see what's up on this slide next. Um, next is Imperial College London where Gates has spent $280 million um, and particularly invested in the computer models which predicted and uh, miscalculated the spread impact and death rate of the pandemic. So now from that person, actually, his name, the guy who created uh, those fake statistics and projections that were used to justify all the lockdowns around the world was the guy named Neil Ferguson. And Neil Ferguson worked at Imperial College of London. So in this article um, from CNN um, back from May 6, 2020, this is where Neil Ferguson had to resign because he was caught with his pants down, literally, um, after he had been apparently diagnosed with COVID, um, he was caught secretly meeting with his mistress. Um, so he had a wife and kids at home and he was supposed to be quarantining according to his own lockdowns. And instead he went to a hotel and had sex with his mistress. So when he was caught, um, he had to resign in disgrace. Okay. And so, um, this is another article from the American Institute for Economic Research that came out um, just this past April, so just about a month and you know six weeks ago. And this says the failure of Imperial College modeling is far worse than we knew. And it goes on to basically talk about Neil Ferguson, how he made these projections saying that we we're going to lose you know hundreds of millions of lives and um, how wrong they were, and basically said how um, early scientists and statisticians um, called attention to the failures of the projections um, because he 
Uh, remember when Sweden, okay, let's cut away from this. Remember early on in the pandemic, Sweden was one of those countries in Europe that refused to lock down and, um, and they basically carried on business as normal. They did, I think, a little social distancing and some, possibly some masks, as I recall, but um, they completely didn't lock down. And all of the fake news here in America and all of the um, Fauci's and everyone said that Sweden was going to have mass deaths and that it was like, you know, very irresponsible. And they said the same thing about Florida and Texas, by the way. And so in every instance, they've been proved to be not only wrong, but just liars. And so obvious where Sweden never had those mass deaths anywhere close um, to what was projected. And the countries and states that have opened up uh, in defiance of CDC orders have shown a massive decrease because everyone knows that a virus um, has a life cycle. And when it gets um, caught and spread throughout a population, the population quickly achieves a natural herd immunity. Um, it's only recently that um, the term herd immunity has been changed so that it can only respond to like vaccine science, non-science or whatever. So um, there's a lot of nefarious stuff going on with that. So anyway, uh, let's go back to the slide again so we can just look at the $280 million that Gates invested into this guy, Neil Ferguson, this kind of joke of a philandering guy that um, made false projections, scared the world to death, um, locked down the entire world, and then um, went on secret um, sex vacations with his mistress with COVID. So that shows how seriously he takes the virus. And again, the virus has a 99.95 to 99.99% survival rate. So we can all understand now um, that he wasn't being careless with his own life. He was just being reckless um, with the rest of the world's lives and with our mental health and everybody with all the depressions and the suicides and everything that were caused by his lockdown policy. Um, so that's how Bill Gates's $280 million went to help the world um, just in that one little spoke. So let's keep going around the circle here. Now we're going to look at Oxford, $243 million at Oxford for vaccine research and development. Okay, so let's look at the Oxford tab. Oh, wait, it looks like I had one more tab on Neil Ferguson. <laughs> Professor Lockdown Neil Ferguson apologizes again for flouting restrictions he helped bring about, but says he is now hopeful that this shutdown will be the last. So this was March 2021. I don't know why they're still listening to this guy at all. It's kind of pathetic, but I guess when you get $280 million from Bill Gates, you get to keep being wrong and keep lying and um, people keep pretending that you're important and you know what you're talking about. That, that's probably what's going on there. So um, now we're going to go on to the Oxford $243 million. So now I'm looking at a wiki page for the Oxford Vaccine Group. Um, the Oxford Vaccine Group is a vaccine research group within the Department of Pediatrics at the University of Oxford. Okay, and then if you just, I'm just gonna skip all the way down to funding just to, um, <laughs> you know, uh, confirm that the group has earned attention from international funders like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, okay? So I just wanna go back to 
this uh, theme for the show. Oh, by the way, did I tell you we were doing the information on Bill Gates? <laughs> I think I forgot to roll that one. Um, so we're looking at funding for Oxford and they are in the pediatric um, Department of Pediatrics at the University of Oxford. So um, I'm sure you're aware that now they're making this huge push to get um, babies vaccinated, people under 12, um, 12 to 17. Um, they've always been pushing to shoot like hepatitis B vaccines into newborn babies and causing tons of damage. Um, so, you know, that's where Bill Gates' $243 million goes. It goes to universities like Oxford um, developing, quote unquote, science that they can use to push vaccines on infants and babies and stuff. Um, okay, so now we're looking at $40 million for Professor Chris Witte. That is England's chief medical officer. So... Let's look over here. If I uh, did a search here on DuckDuckGo for Professor Chris Witte, and it says over here, Christopher John McRae Witte is a British physician and epidemiologist who serves as the chief medical officer for England, chief medical advisor to the UK government, chief scientific advisor to the Department of Health and Social Care, head of the National Institute for Re Health Research and Gresham Professor of Physics, blah, 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 blah. Um, so now I'm going over to this video here where it says, Professor Witte, Indian COVID variant, highly transmissible. So this is where um, I wanna show you just, I'm piecing together little things here because we're I'm trying to show how all these things fit together. So. Um, so it's <laughs> very, very funny, Karina. So, um, this is just a video interview, a random video interview that I picked out because there is, um, this guy interviewing Boris, um, uh, Johnson and, um, this guy, Chris Witty. Okay. And just listen to the question he asks and listen to the answer, and then I'll pick apart the answer and show the propaganda at work. Um, what you've announced today suggests that the pandemic is beginning to become under control and we may be past the worst of the crisis. Do you, where do you think it would be reasonable and not irresponsible then for Scotland to hold a second independence referendum? And for Professor Whitty, um, your slides show that the number of... Just stop right there and remind you that he just asked the Prime Minister of... England if and when he thought it might be safe for Scotland to have another independence referendum. So he's asking about Scotland's rights to pursue their own independence. Okay. I just wanted you to remember what he asked. So when Boris Johnson responds, um, you can listen to what he says. And now he's going to ask the other question and then he's going to get both answers of the Indian variant have doubled in the last week. Are you at all concerned this could destabilize the e lockdown easing plans and could lead to a further lockdown in the autumn? 
Well, Seb, on your first point, I had good conversations with all the uh, heads of the devolved administrations, and uh, I can tell you everybody was resolved that the number one priority for uh, the whole of the UK was to uh, build back better, uh, come out of the coronavirus pandemic and build back better uh, together. Okay, so he was asked about Scotland's right to pursue their own independence, and what he came back with was, build, let's build back better. Everyone, our number one priority, he said, is to build back better. So before we even go on to the other, um, before we even go on to the other question and answer, I want to take a little detour into build back better, okay? Because um, this should be ringing some red, ringing the alarms and waving the red flags because when someone asks the leader of the country when. Scotland can have another independence run and the guy comes back with this globalist talking point nonsensical bullshit build back better which is the exact opposite of anybody's um, national independence or individual independence okay build back better is a globalist campaign to take over the world and centralize the currency and make it all digital and trackable and to um, reduce everyone's access to organic foods and um, real meat and to eliminate our ability to travel and to take away our ability to, um, to create goods and burn fuels and do those things that we need to have uh, a flourishing, prosperous life. So Build Back Better is code word for we are coming for all of you peasant motherfuckers and we're gonna step all over you and roll all over you, okay? And if you think I am being alarmist here, then just watch this. It's a very pertinent question to ask how do we build back better? To build back better or whatever. We have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before to build back better than before. Remember the, the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Joe Biden calls it build back better. Build back better. Building back better. To do things differently. To build back better. We're gonna build it back better. And build it back better. It's my plan to build back better. Uh, start taking all the problems that have been created in right. education and mental health and start to, to build back in a positive way. I have launched a booklet called Build Back Better, written after coronavirus. It's about building this country back better. Growing conspiracy following it. It is called The Great Reset. An unprecedented opportunity to rethink and reset the ways in which we live. The great opportunity for reset. The theory even calls Mr. Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better, a front for the conspiracy. Build back better. Building back better our economy. Build back better. All elements of the great reset are fundamental to building the future we need. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. It's a big effort to, some would say, to build back, back better. We would say 
to really have a great, great reset. Conspiracy, conspiracy. Conspiracy. <laughs> okay, so there's that, okay? So it, is it clear? Is it starting to be clear? They're pushing us towards this great reset and building back better, which for them means that they get to centralize all the control for everything. And we get um, everything that we're used to having for freedom and the God-given rights and the ability to breathe fresh air and go see your family and travel across the world if you can afford it and all these different things. Um, that wasn't good for them at all. What actually they want to build back better, which means that none of us get to do any of that stuff anymore and they get to do it all in their private planes and live in, you know, Elysium type um, elitist things like that. So um, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I do. And let's keep going around the circle now and seeing what else we can find about how Bill Gates is um, funding this. Are you guys liking this or not? I'm not seeing any comments coming in lately. Um, I might have lost everybody at this point. Um, so let's see. I am going to the BBC Media Action. Okay, so in the BBC Media Action. Um, oh, good. You guys are there. Okay, thank you. I was afraid that I lost everybody because it was very quiet for a minute. Um so what's coming up next is the BBC media action. So here's BBC. And when I looked up BBC media action, it comes to this media action insight blog. Um, and that's awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Um, and what the BBC is asking here is what is the world doing about COVID-19 vaccine acceptance? It's like, it's not, um, thanks, Anthony. I appreciate you, man. Um, it's important stuff to discuss and everyone who tries is getting censored. Um, but you know what? If we can reach anybody, um, I'll put in a plug here. If you guys could help me out and share these videos and like them um, and give them rumbles on rumble and try to get them around because um, we're starting over this whole thing from nothing and I'm getting suppressed from the internet. So we're gonna have to work extra hard to even let people know about this. Um, so I appreciate your help. So the BBC is paid, how much is he giving them again? Let's look at that number again, uh, $53 million um, to be looking at, there, there's my screen. Um, what is the world doing about COVID-19 vaccine acceptance? And that term just really bugs the shit out of me because why do we have to do anything about vaccine acceptance? I would rather know what is the world doing about vaccine safety investigations? What, what's the world doing about holding vaccine manufacturers responsible for the deaths and injuries that they cause? Um, what is the world doing about vaccine stupidity? Um, about people who, what, what is the world doing about vaccine idiocy? Um, people who just think that it works and they just run and get vaccines for no fucking reason except that they, they're told to trust the science, okay? I'm showing you here how the science is bought and paid for propaganda. Um, so I don't have much to show for BBC, so let's go look at this next slide. 
Um, oh, the CDC. Okay, so 155 million to the CDC, um, and you know the CDC lies about everything. But one of the things that um, caught my eye. Um, this was a report from a while ago, but the CDC was busted spending millions of dollars to spread vaccine propaganda in Hollywood in, I mean, they weren't caught, they're actually charged to do it. Um, so every time you're watching a TV show or a movie and they make some stupid comment about how someone's going to get the vaccine or vaccines for health or, you know, uh, everyone's in it together or, you know, how excited kids are that their parents told them that the vaccines are available now for under 17 year old kids. Like all of these things are actually paid for by the CDC budget, um, their propaganda budget. And um, one of the things that uh, caught my eye was that this guy worked at the CDC and earmarked $1.7 million dollars. Um, some of it came from anti-terrorism funds and he put it in a Hollywood liaison program to quote unquote, to get health messages into television and film. And then he left the CDC and he went to work for the company that was getting the $1.7 million. So, um, that's how Bill Gates's money is going to work there on the CDC. And, um, yeah, at CBS even did a uh, expose on that story. Um, all the spending that can make you ill, they called it. But we don't need to go into that um, really anymore. That speaks for itself. So the next thing here is um, Gavi and ID2020. Okay, this is great. This is digital identification. This is, I was going into this um, with the vaccine passport information. Um, the other day. And then after that, there's um, Dr. Fauci and the NIAID and the NIH, which gets a lot of funding. So let me just cover those kind of all together. So um, let's see, here is a post that I actually showed you guys this last year. Um, and this is uh, RFK Jr. who was exposing how uh, Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci stand to profit from these vaccines and that the, um, the NIH, the NIAID collects 50% of all the royalties for uh, coronavirus vaccines and that Fauci gets a chunk of that and all of that. So it's like Gates's money that goes to Fauci that spreads propaganda to get vaccines and then people buy the vaccines and then Fauci gets the money. Um, and it's just a roundabout, okay? So um, then, oh, oh no, wait, I got some more here. What else do I have here? I've got, okay, this is, uh, oh, okay. So we have to look at the Johns Hopkins School for $870 million. Um, provides data, statistics, maps, and COVID resources, okay? So that is a lot of money. That's almost a billion dollars, okay? And, uh, you know, Bloomberg gives a lot of money too uh, and controls the other parts of the school. So they're all in cahoots together. So here is um, an a announcement from the Gates Foundation website about when they first gave a $20 million gift to the School of Public Health for population and reproductive health. Um, and I just want you to just 
plant seeds and I'll unpack all this stuff. Um, here's another article later that talks about how the Gates Foundation boosts their COVID-19 funding from 20 million to 250 million um, and saying that defeating the disease will take an unprecedented global cooperation, okay, something like a Great Reset maybe. Um, and this was event 201, which I also covered last year. This was the fake pandemic, um, high level, let me just read from the website. The John Hopkins Center for Health Security and Partnership with World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise on October 18th, 2019 in New York, New York. This was just a couple months before the quote-unquote pandemic. Um, the exercise illustrated areas where public-private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences. I think they actually published that wrong because what they should have said was um, the public-private partnerships that would be necessary during the response to a um, fake pandemic in order to cause large-scale economic and societal consequences because that's really what they did. Um, so this was a fake pandemic where they basically rolled out a training exercise for everything that they did and they're still doing now. Um, and the Gates Foundation paid for this and Johns Hopkins put this out and um, yeah, there, that happened. So um, here's ID 2020 going back to this. This is the digital vaccine passport thing. Now, of course, this is the Godless Commie Wiki page. So down here, it calls it a conspiracy theory um, that they're making plans for mandatory COVID-19 vaccination. I mean, the funniest thing is they've been pushing for mandatory vaccination from the beginning. And it's only been recently that uh, some of the corporations that um, like the cruise ships and stuff that said they were going to require proof of vaccination. Then you have really good, brave, strong leaders like Ron DeSantis in Florida who says, you know what? Um, if you ask for someone's vaccine or health status to get on your ship, it's a violation of law and we're going to fine you. It was like over $5,000 per incident, but there's you know thousands of people on a cruise ship. So that would get to be really, really expensive. So now a lot of these cruise companies that were going to institute vaccine passports said, you know what, uh, maybe we won't do that now. Um, so of course, like they call it a conspiracy theory until it's proved true. And then they report on it as if they're just discovering it and they don't acknowledge the fact that they helped uh, push the propaganda, cover up the truth and suppress the truth and silence all the truth tellers um, for all that time. Um, and so <laughs> what else can I show you for ID 2020? Um, that's the digital vaccine passport thing, okay? So, um, now here is a report from the Privacy International Organization and they're talking about ID 2020 and the digital ID. Um, and they're saying the looming disaster of immunity passports and digital identity. Um, so here, let me just read you the key findings. A digital ID that provides immunity will raise serious human rights issues. Yeah, no shit, right? 
and the failure of the digital ID industry to deal with the issues of exclusion, exploitation, and discrimination puts the entire industry under question. Yes, exactly. Um, so here's the key findings. Immunity passports are a theoretical credential, most likely digital, that someone can prove that they have either had the virus and recovered or have had a vaccination. Now, um, incidentally, having the virus and recovering is not acceptable according to the FDA um, and the propagandists who are trying to push um, mandatory vaccines and trying to get to this threshold of 70% vaccination. And um, I do have some conspiracy theories about why they need that 70% number and it has something to do with aliens and lizard people, but let's don't talk about that here. Um, let's go back to this key findings, okay? Immunity passports are being hyped as a solution to ending lockdowns around the world by actors including the proponents of digital identity, the digital identity industry, think tanks, and the travel industry. Um, however, none of those people or organizations are acknowledging that the right to travel is a God-given right that they have no right to take away and they don't have the authority to take away those rights and then issue us some kind of a vaccine passport that gives us back those rights. Um, that's totally unlawful and that's, um, if people don't stand up and fight against that, they're gonna roll that out and our lives will never be free again. Um, here's another key finding. There is currently no scientific basis for these measures as heightened by the, as highlighted by the WHO. The nature of what information would be held on an immunity passport is currently unknown. Uh, this key finding is very important. The social risks of immunity passport are great. It serves as a route to discrimination and exclusion, particularly if the powers to view these passports falls on people's employers or the police. Um, and finally, the digital identity industry pushing their own products as immunity passport solutions uh, is failing to protect against these harms. They're interested in building wider digital identity systems based on their pre-existing models rather than developing a genuine solution to the risks of these passports. So um, basically that is the danger there, right? Of vaccine passports and we all agree with that. Um, now let's look at this slide again because some of this money here going to Gavi, there's another $3 billion here going to Gavi up here. So let me skip over there and say the global health partnership with the goal of increasing immunities in poor countries. Okay. This is great. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at this up here. I don't know if you can see that. Um, but here. This is Gabby, okay, One World Protected, Committed to Deliver. Let's just look at the propaganda that comes up on their front page here. I think it's a slider. So um, let's see. I thought it was a slider. Let me reload this page. Yeah, okay, so they have... Um, I'm sorry, I was looking for, okay, vaccines work, news and resources, COVAX. So they are pushing this COVAX thing to vaccinate more people in more poor countries, okay? 
And um, I just want to show some tabs um, about how well some of these vaccines that Gates has been pushing in poor countries have been working throughout the years. So here's an article um, about how Gates's vaccine was spreading polio across Africa. And it talks about um, how the vaccine industry loves to um, tout that vaccines cured polio, but in fact, these vaccines have been causing polio. And um, in a revealing comment, a CDC virologist involved with the WHO and uh, Gates Foundation in the Africa mass polio vaccination campaign called part of something called the Global Polio Eradication Initiative admits that the vaccine is creating significantly more cases of polio paralysis than the deceptively named wild polio disease. He says, so are you getting that? So they're mass vaccinating villages for polio and then they're causing polio type paralysis because look, as, um, <laughs> as vaccine safety advocates have often said, me included. If vaccines are so safe, there we go. Why are the manufacturers given legal immunity for the deaths and their injuries? Okay. And so there's no immunity, there's no recourse for any of these things. So a lot of, um, a lot of people have been named and I didn't even pull up pictures of all of these poor Africans in, you know, on crutches and how there are villages who have been sterilized. There's villages with infertility drugs. There's villages that have been, you know, polio paralysis. And this is uh, vaccine safety. So here we have, um, I showed you this video last year, and I'm going to show you a little clip of that today, too, because um, we'll probably kind of wrap up on it today. This is an Italian... Um, they call her an anti-vax lawmaker. That's just an Italian um, representative on parliament that wants Bill Gates to be arrested for crimes against humanity. And she stood up on the um, steps of parliament, on the, on the floor of parliament, and presented her case against him. Um, so we're going to watch that in a minute. Um, this is an article about how abortion drugs were discovered in Bill Gates' vaccines and that there were mass sterilizations happening. Um, so, you know, look, it's horrible, right? But like all of these organizations being funded by Bill Gates's money are either actively creating and spreading lies and propaganda, or they are rolling out horrific experiments, medical experiments on poor countries and causing sterilizations and mass deaths and paralysis. And all of this stuff is readily available information. Um, of course, you can't find it on the Google. You gotta look at it on the other search engines. So um, if you've never seen this video here of this Italian parliament woman um, just letting Bill Gates have it, let me play it here. Now this is, in Italian with subtitles, um, but since I'm sitting here with you guys and I'm looking at the screen, I'm going to read out loud the translation while the video is playing. So 
Um, you'll be able to hear the video, but I'll also read the translation. Di un capitalismo finanziario il cui motore è il conflitto di interessi, ben rappresentato dall'OMS, il cui primo finanziatore è il noto filantropo Salvatore well represented by the who main financiers Bill Gates. Lo tutti ormai. We all know it now. Bill Gates, già nel 2018, Bill Gates already in 2018 pandemia, predicted a pandemic, simulated in October 19 at the event 201. I showed you that slide. For decades, Gates has been working on depopulation and dictatorial control plans like the vaccine passport, aiming to obtain the primacy on agriculture, technology, and energy. Um, I have to pause this for a second to tell you that Bill Gates is the number one purchaser of American farmland, and he's purchased millions of acres of farmland lately as he's been simultaneously telling the world we need to learn how to eat insects and synthetic meats. Um, he's buying up all the farmland and he's looking to trigger a, um, a food crisis. He also has an experiment that he was going to run um, in Switzerland, I think, and they canned it because they said it could cause a global catastrophe where he wanted to shoot dust particles out into the atmosphere and block the sun to try and protect from global warming, but that would actually just kill all the plant life and cause us all to starve. Um, so let's go watch the rest of this video. Bill Gates says if we do a good job on vaccines, health and reproduction, we can reduce the world population by 10 to 15 percent. Only a genocide can save the world. You know, um, I already showed you how some of his vaccines have worked for depopulation and fertility um, in other parts of the world. With his vaccines, Gates managed to sterilize millions of women in Africa. Gates caused a polio epidemic that paralyzed 500,000 children in India. And still today, with DTP, Gates causes more deaths than the disease itself and does the same thing with his sterilizing GMOs designed by Monsanto and generously donated to needy populations. All this while he is already thinking about distributing the quantum tattoo for vaccine recognition, mRNA, vaccines as tools for reprogramming our immune systems. I mean, Gates does business with multinationals that own 5G facilities in the USA. On this table, the entire deep state in Italian sauce. I ask you, President, to give advice to our council. And next time you receive a phone call from the philanthropist Bill Gates, forward it directly to the International Criminal Court for Crimes Against Humanity. If you won't do this, tell us how we should define you. A friend lawyer who takes orders from a criminal, thank you. <laughs> there you go. So, um, how are you guys doing here on this Bill Gates stuff? Um, oh, look, look, you guys, this is awesome. <laughs> now I know. This is live. This is happening live. I was just on YouTube and it finished this video and it says, your content was removed due to a violation of our satanic community standards. Your channel now has one strike. You won't be able to do things like upload post or live stream for one week, a second strike will prevent you from publishing content for two weeks. Okay, so um, I just wanna tell you guys, like I don't 
I say it all the time. I'm going to be censored. I'm going to get a strike. I'm going to get removed. And um, I know that you guys that are with me here believe it. But I think a lot of people out there who, um, you know, know me from somewhere else um, think that I'm just talking, you know, just talking out my ass, basically. But here's the proof, right? I can't say anything on the Internet without getting censored. Um, so please help me share these videos. Please help them get out there. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> Karina, I'm so glad we're on the same page about the aliens. So there must be something with the spike protein. Can we talk about it? There must be something with the spike protein. So if all of the research that I've heard coming out from Dr. Sherry Tenpenny recently, um, from some other doctors that I've heard interviewed on uh, Mike Adams shows, there is a spike protein. Oh, and Johns Hopkins actually did a paper about the spike protein. Um, and let me see if I can find that for you guys. Um, let me see if I can find that. Johns Hopkins spike protein is a weapon. I don't think that uh, spike protein is the weapon. This is where, okay, so here's a, a um, it wasn't the exact article I was looking for, but this is an article that shows that the Salk Institute determines the spike protein vaccine is the bioweapon, not the COVID. Um, and this is the prestigious Salk Institute um, founded by vaccine pioneer Jonas Salk. Um, has authored and published a bombshell scientific article revealing that the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein is actually the thing that's causing vascular damage in COVID patients and COVID vaccine recipients, promoting the strokes, the heart attacks, the migraines, the blood clots, and other harmful reactions that have already killed thousands of Americans, um, according to the VAERS reporting uh, vaccine adverse events database. So... Um, the spike protein itself is the bioweapon. And it's like, why do they want 70% of us to have this spike protein? So it's either depopulation, and that's what I think it is, based on some more reporting that I'll do in future live streams, um, going all the way back to where I used to be a climate change blogger back in the day where I believed all the indoctrination. And I'll show you the seeds of why they want depopulation. Um, I'll have to do a whole information show on the Depop agenda. Um, but they either want that or if you want to have more fun um, with the UFO idea. Um, remember the uh, device, the storytelling device in the Tom Cruise version of War of the Worlds, um, which I think was in the H.G. Wells book too, which is like ultimately the uh, Martians came down and they attacked us and their technology was far superior and we couldn't stop them. But ultimately our common cold viruses did them in and they weren't prepared to live in our atmosphere with our pathogens and they all died eventually. And that's, I think how that movie ended or something like that. So it could be something like that, where if you go back to, if you believe in the philosophy that, um, that disclosure is dripped through the media and that everything we've ever been told is a conspiracy theory is actually true. Um, 
And so going back to the X-Files movies and all of that stuff where um, they show that agenda with um, aliens that have lived on the planet for a really long time. I'm going way back far. I see those little puddles of oil and stuff. I don't remember exactly what happened in the movie, but it was something like um, humanity needed to be prepared to be occupied by these alien forces. And so possibly they need us to have certain spike proteins in our bodies or something. I hate to go off on these crazy, this is total uh, wild fantasy theory because I honestly don't have any. If I have anything, I show it to you and I say, okay, I read this here and that's why I think there. I didn't read anything or hear anything that leads me to believe that aliens has anything to do with this. And that's kind of why I think that aliens might have something to do with it. So with that, my friends, <laughs> I think we are it for today, okay? So here, let me try to put on music and uh, find a good volume where I can talk and have the music on at the same time. And you let me know with a thumbs up. Um, okay, I'm at 50. If I go down to like... 15. Okay, what if I do this? Like, hey, this is Evan, and here I am on the Evan J. Livestream, and I've got the theme music playing. Can you hear the theme music? Can you hear my voice? Let me know in the comments of this video, or I will see you tomorrow, and we'll keep testing this out. Um, thank you, Karina. Thank you guys for being with me today. Um, I really appreciate you guys. I... <laughs> I hope this is uh, useful to you guys. It's been a long time since I've been off, so I am getting my uh, sea legs back, and I hope that I'm uh, keeping you interested, entertained, and all of that stuff. Um, Jerry says try 10%. You mean 10% on the music, Jerry? I'm down, I'm at 16 here. Let me, if I go down to 10, this is 10 right there, Jerry. Um, I don't know, I can't hear it at all on my end anymore. Um, but that's cool, it's not about the music. Um, thanks, David. <laughs> you guys rock, okay? So I'll be back tomorrow. Um, if you have things you want to hear more about, please post those in the comments to the videos and um, or join my Telegram chat group at, um, let's see, where's my Telegram chat group? Down there in the lower right, it is t.me slash evantalkschat. Okay, that's t.me slash evantalkschat. Um, I think you can see that even better if I put up that slide there. So um, thanks, Jerry. Thanks for your comments. And thanks for being here. I will be here tomorrow at 3 for another Evan J live stream. And I appreciate you guys for being here. This is Evan J signing off. Peace out. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, love. I love that you're here and keep telling me that. I need to hear it. I love you guys.